Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, Ladies and gentlemen, my apologies are uh, due to a, a weak internet connection. I suddenly lost you during my intro. But I, as I said before, welcome to number 183 of WWS Power Hour. It is, of course, 6.01 p.m. on Saturday, November 30th, 2019. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here. 
as we of course will be bringing you of course everything that took place here in the in the WWS regular network here this week. Plus, also <clears throat> we'll be bringing you of course uh, in addition to of course some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of 411mania.com, and also as always your wrestling history and birthdays here uh, for this evening. If you care to join us here for our for our uh, episode of Power Hour here this evening. Please feel free to give us a call here at 1-605-562-0444. Call our ID 141-364-POUND and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we had to talk about here this evening. Let's go ahead and bring you in. Let's go ahead and uh, get that started here. As we start off with today's wrestling history and birthdays here for today, November the 30th, the final day of the month of November. Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I do hope everyone did have a very happy and safe Thanksgiving holiday, by the way. Let's see here. Forty years ago today, which would put it at, <clears throat> let's see here, uh, let's see. Let's see. Yes, 1979 in Tokushima, Japan. Antonio Inoki defeated Bob Backlund to win the WWF title. He would vacate the championship a week later in Tokyo following a rematch that went to a no contest due to interference by Tiger G. Singh. Backlund would regain the title in mid-December by defeating Bobby Duncan in a Texas death match. Backlund is recognized officially as having one uninterrupted championship run from 1978 to 1983, meaning an official WWE or WWF canon, however you want to put it, Antonio Inoki never won the company's top prize. <clears throat> uh, so. But of course, in other words, that's just saying also, as WWE has often said, there are certain championship reigns that they don't recognize, although they should because it's part of wrestling history. But that's just my personal opinion. Uh, 22, 22 years ago today, I put it in 1997. ECW presented November to remember from the Golden Dome in Monaca, Pennsylvania. A then record 4,694 fans were in attendance with 80,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and bring you the highlights of that. In a dark match, Chris Chietti and Spike Dudley defeat Aaron O'Grady and Paul Diamond. Chris Candido and Lance Storm defeated Jerry Lynn and Tommy Rogers. Mikey Whipwreck defeated Justin Credible. Taz defeated Pitbull number two in just 89 seconds to retain the ECW World TV title. The FBI, consisted of Little Guido and Tracy Smothers, defeat Bubba Ray and Devon, the Dudley Boys, Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney, and the Gangstonators, John Kronos and New Jack, in a four-team elimination match to retain the ECW World Tag Team titles. RVD and Tommy Dreamer went to a no contest in an ECW versus WWF flag match. Sabu defeated the Sandman in a tables and ladders match, and Shane Douglas defeated Bam Bam Bigelow to win the ECW World Heavyweight title. Douglas would hold the championship for a company record 405 days before being defeated by Taz in January of 1999. He also has the second longest world title reign in ECW history, a 385-day run spanning most of 1994 and part of 1995. Uh, let's see here. Yes, 21 years ago today, which would put it at 1998, on Raw's War from Baltimore, Maryland, Big Boss Man defeated Mankind in a ladder match to win the WWF Hardcore title. Uh, 
Also, 21 years ago today, uh, 1998, on Monday Nitro from Chattanooga, Tennessee, Bret Hart defeated DDP by KO to win the WCW United States title. On the undercard, Conan defeated Chris Jericho to win the WCW World TV title. Uh, nine years ago today, which we put at 2010, Celeste Bonin, also known as Caitlin, wins NXT Season 3. The rookie for Vicky Guerrero was an 11th hour replacement for Isis the Amazon when it was discovered by WWE that she did some risque photo shoots. Bonin would win the WWE Divas title in June 2013 and would leave the WWE in 2014 to focus on her clothing line. And of course, if you remember, ladies and gentlemen, she did come back here not too long ago to take part in the May Young Classic. Um, I think it was earlier this year or last year, I believe. Uh, but she did take part in. I know. I, I know it was recent that she did do the May Young Classic, and still, still kick tail as best as she, as she possibly could, folks. So there you go. Today is a very happy 46th birthday. William Jason Riso, best known, of course, the wrestling fans as Christian. Riso is best known for his time on the Canadian independent circuit in WWE with his longtime best friend and storyline brother, Adam Copeland, also, of course, known as Edge. Riso signed with the WWF in 1998 after he won his first title in his in-ring TV debut, which was the WWF light heavyweight title. His most successful period came with his friend and brother, Edge, winning the WWF tag team title seven times in 99 to 2001. Three of the seven title wins came in TLC matches. Much of his single success came after the team split late in 2001. Christian would win the European and Intercontinental titles and contend for the WWF WWE title before leaving for TNA in 2005. As Christian Cage, a name he used while on the independent circuit, he would win the NWA World Heavyweight title twice in his three years with TNA. Riso returned to WWE as part of the ECW brand in late 2008. He would win that brand's title in April 2009, and again in July. His second reign lasting 205 days is the longest in ECW's reboot, spanning from which spanned, of course, from 2006 to 2010. Shortly after Edge's retirement in 2011, Christian would win the World Heavyweight title twice, making him the only man to win the NWA ECW and WWE's version of the World Heavyweight title. His last championship win was in 2012 when he won the IC title from Cody Rhodes at Over the Limit in May of that year. Nagging injuries and concussions ended Christian's wrestling career in March 2014. Though it wasn't formally acknowledged until October 2015 when his profile on WWE.com was probably moved to the alumni section. In a March 2016 interview on Talk is Jericho, Riso mentioned that while there have been no formal discussions regarding his retirement. He is unlikely to wrestle again. In May, Risa was released from his talent contract. Despite his wrestling career being over, Risa continues to appear on WWE programming, most recently appearing with Copeland, of course, on the WWE Network series, The Edge and Christian Show that totally reeks of awesomeness. He also had a recurring role as McHugh on the fifth season of the Supernatural series, Haven. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let us see if we have any... Let's see if we have any other um, birthdays other than, of course, uh, other than, of course, um, 
of course, Christians here. Sorry about that here, folks, but uh, let's see right here, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. Of course, we know that today is Christians. I'd like to say happy 46th birthday to Christian. Now let's see if we have any other birthdays here other than. Uh, yes, we have one other birthday to report, ladies and gentlemen. We also wish a very happy, let's see here. Uh, happy 32nd birthday to Naomi. Of course, as you know, she is in real life married to one of the Usos. Also was one half of the Funkadacos alongside Cameron, who I think has since left the company. Uh, but has been also a has also held the SmackDown Women's title, I believe on on I think one or once or twice I believe. But uh, a happy birthday to her and also like I said, two Christian today like I said who turned 46 here today. So, and ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and report that uh, we will not have there will actually will not be any other birthdays um, for tomorrow. Or Monday for that matter. Now, actually, not until Tuesday then we'll actually have our next birthday. So actually, uh, so nobody was born in the first couple of days of December. It appears. So like I said, tomorrow, like I said, tomorrow marks the beginning of December. So, and uh, we don't have any birthdays for the first or second of December. So I just want to give you a heads up on that. But there you have it with your wrestling history and birthdays here uh, for today. Let's give you our phone number one more time here, folks. Uh, one six eight. Sorry about that, folks. So we were watching a YouTube video earlier. My apologies there. One six zero five five six two zero four four four. Caller ID one one four one three six four town. This is, of course, episode one hundred eighty three of WWS Power Hour. This is Saturday, November the thirtieth, twenty nineteen. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here, of course, as we continue on here, folks, with our, with our, of course, now we go to our review of, of everything that took place here, uh, some moments here, of course, that did take place from this past week here, of course, in the radio network. Uh, we did have quite a bit to talk about here, folks, including, of course, the aftermath of what happened last Saturday night with NXT uh, TakeOver War Games, a real blowout show. And also, of course, talking about the fact that speaking of NXT, how they pretty much dominated this past Sunday Survivor Series. Uh, but uh, this proves right there that they need to be on ball. They need to be along right here, playing along with the big boys here. So, and they really, and like I said, they really, they really brought that, they really brought that to a head. Of course, like I said here this past weekend, no doubt about it. I mean, um, we we talked about a lot of situations that they take place this week. Well, we did talk about what happened on Raw. We did, we did get uh, a very unique opportunity to talk about what took place here, uh, as far as the results with for both NXT and AEW. Uh, we did get uh, talk about a small, did get a chance to talk about a, a small preview of what was going to take place last night on SmackDown, 
And plus, Bonte did let us know about what did take place last night on SmackDown. Uh, but of course, ladies and gentlemen, the, the biggest thing, uh, obviously, <clears throat> the biggest thing, obviously, that we did have that we did have happen is, uh, <clears throat> let's see, is that we did actually have, of course, a very special guest here, of course, uh, that did, uh, did pop on our show, of course, last night, uh, of course, right before we had an opportunity to finish our discussion on Survivor Series. We actually were visit. We actually had a visit here from a WWS Hall of Famer, of course, a major wrestling legend here, folks. He has been on our show uh, numerous times, and we were so very fortunate once again for him to, to be on with us. And that was, of course, the one and only Mr. Michael Sam Houston, uh, who actually was act was actually. Not too far from my neck of the woods here, folks. He was in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, attending the uh, WrestleCast uh, event. It was over here that, that takes place around close to the end of November, beginning of December of each year. Um, and he actually got a chance for for been a long time since he had an opportunity to to uh, to wrestle, but he had actually did a, did have a chance to wrestle here. I thought it was very very nice here. I mean, he shared some great stories. Uh, he shared. Uh, he shared some, uh, of course, the fact that he's going to be coming out with a book here very soon. We hope to have that up and run. I hope that hope to kind of get yeah help get him, of course, help promote that book for him at some point down the road. Of course, you know he came out with a song with his video. Of course, it's on YouTube uh, called Salvation. Definitely check that song out. By the way, I did have a chance to listen to it myself. Very good song there indeed. Uh, but uh, of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, he is he is of course related to. Uh, two folks who were been who were of course involved in the early days of the WWF, just just like he was. Of course, as you know, he is, I believe, uh, the brother of of the uh, of, of the former WWF Women's Champion around the late time of the late '80s and all that. And that was uh, Rock and Robin, who also, of course, like I said, they are also both related to WWE Hall of Famer and one and the only Jake the Snake Roberts. So, like I said, I mean, they had that connection. Uh, um, but it was great to, of course, hear. It was it was great to, of course, hear from him, of course, last night, and we do thank him for do thank him for coming on once again, and hope to hear from him again sometime in the near future. Uh, we did, of course, take Wolfpack off. There was no Wolfpack this past week due to the Thanksgiving holiday. I did, as I said before, hope everyone did have a very safe and happy and healthy Thanksgiving, and of course, are looking forward to, of course, the big time, big time. Christmas season that, of course, is coming up here around us here very, very soon. A lot of folks are out there out and about getting their Christmas shopping squared away, taking care of it all. And, of course, like I said, they're all out in full force today. It was out here earlier seeing a lot of stuff, of course. I mean, not just the malls are getting hit hard, folks. Of course, online's getting hit hard. The Walmarts and every, everybody's getting hit hard, of course, especially as far as getting, getting big-time parties pre prepped for something, uh, not for – you know, uh, you know they're they're going to be popping up all over the place, and uh, also, of course, like I said, people are already getting. Uh, I've seen a lot of homes around my neck of the woods are already decorated for Christmas, and that was some of them actually did right before Halloween. So they were there like two months in advance. So they want to try to get it pretty much out of the way. Uh, but like I said, folks, I hope everyone does prosper. Of course, and, and there'll be some more shows, of course. Don't get me wrong. We're not going to be off for a long time until Christmas. But I just want to start having, mentioning, that, mentioning that, as always, of course, right away. Because we love to, we love, like I said, to spread word, word of cheer out 
to about everyone here. Of course, not just in talking talks about wrestling and pop culture and everything else in between, but of course, here, folks, we we would like I said, <clears throat> we just like to like give folks a, put, put a big smile on the face of a lot of folks because I, we know they enjoy the same the same stuff we do, and you know we are always take very very great pride in that, and we are very very appreciative for uh, for everything for everything that you do there for, for everything there indeed, uh, but. Um, but of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> uh, it was a very banner week, though. Indeed, of course, we were only we were only we were only going for like several days. Of course, we did get Raw Radio in. We did get, of course, Wrestling Revisited. We did get the Tuesday edition of Revolution. We did, of course, get did um, we did Wrestling Debate and also Revolution in this past Wednesday. Uh, like I said, we. Um, we took uh, Thursday off for Thanksgiving for no Wolfpack. Uh, last night, of course, we did do a special edition of Outside the Ropes. JD actually took care of that for us, and I'm really appreciative of JD for doing that. And also, of course, we did get Revolution in, of course, <clears throat> uh, last night there as well. Uh, but none, never, but never, but nevertheless, but nevertheless, here, folks, we. Uh, we, of course, as always, invite you to, of course, to listen to all of our shows that we have, of course, each and every week. Of course, whether it's myself, whether it's myself, of course, or JD, or Gerard, or anybody else, of course, whoever is involved in it, uh, we just we just like to continue, like I said, to support the best way you possibly can, and just always let us know if there's anything like say we can, if you have something that you wish us to. Uh, to talk about, please feel free to do that, and we'd be more than happy to, of course, to throw that out at throw that out at you. So, or we'll let everyone else know about anybody else has not heard about it already. So, thank you very much here for your continued support here at WCWS, and of course, we hope to continue to do continue that tradition into the year 2020. Of course, like I said, they'll be coming up here. We got months. We got one whole month to go before 20 the end of 2019. So, so be prepared, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, as we of course continue to. Strive and thrive here, as we always say here in the radio network. Let's give the number one more time here, folks. That is, of course, 1 605 562 Caller ID 138055 pound. I'm sorry, 141387 pound. Excuse me, blooper time there. We'll mark that down. 141387 pound. This is episode 183 of WWS Power Hour. This is, of course, we're at 6.20 p.m. on Saturday, November 30th, 2019. As we said, the last day of the month of November <clears throat> 2019. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here with you. It's, of course, the rest of the panel way too tough to handle. Of course, it's taken, of course, some much-needed time off after a really banner, really busy banner week, of course, here in the radio network. And, <clears throat> of course, ladies and gentlemen, the fun will, doesn't, doesn't stop there. Don't forget, as a special one quick plug I will want to mention here to you is that coming up tomorrow morning at eight o'clock, do not forget to listen to, of course, to, <clears throat> to, of course, our next broadcast of WWS this morning. As of course, as of course, like I said, we'll get you some quick, we'll get you to uh, rest in history and birthdays here for, for tomorrow, of course, in plus also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get you some, uh, some wrestling news tidbits here, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. We hope to have that here for you, of course, <clears throat> Here, like I said, and like I said, we may be on for only about 20, 30 minutes, but you know, regardless of how much time, you know, we enjoy bringing everything here to you, of course, in the network. So be sure to listen in, of course, 805 8613 pound. 
tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Of course, our next edition of WWS this morning with, of course, myself, Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw. Be sure to join us here for that on your way out to your Sunday services. <clears throat> and also, ladies and gentlemen, let me go ahead and throw out a couple more quick things. I'll go ahead and throw out the plugs here right, right, right while we got a few moments. Uh, as always, ladies and gentlemen, with Christmas, Christmas right around the corner here, you are always looking for some good, uh, some good gifts and all that. And like I said, and just in case if there's certain some hard to find stuff here, some stuff that you know that a lot that some that folks out there might want, be sure to visit, of course, Perpetual Uniquity, of course, here on eBay, Internet Retail for the Eternally Distinctive Individual. That is, of course, eBay.com forward slash str forward slash Perpetual Uniquity. Of course, let's spell that one more time: P-E-R-P-U-T-A-L. U-N-I-Q-U-I-T-Y, where, of course, we have, of course, about over almost 180 items, of course, for sale. Every, of course, everything from books and other knickknacks to, of course, men's, women's, and children's clothing. Also, of course, classic Hot Wheels cars, Kiss, and other pieces of rock and roll memorabilia. And also, of course, uh, video games for the PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and PSP. And also, folks, do not forget, of course, we do have some DVD selections still remaining there as well. Not a whole, not 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 a whole lot, but we do have some still, of course, remaining there as well. So be sure to check those out as well. Of course, as we said, perpetual uniquity. It is internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual. And ladies and gentlemen, of course, also want to throw out there to you bulldog DVD, bulldog DVD sales and variety, where of course we take a bite out of the cost so we can enjoy your favorite selection. Of course, like, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we have, of course, one month to go here, of course, until our big-time special, of course, comes to a close. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, every single DVD and Blu-ray posted on the page, regardless of the single or multiple disc sets, are worth $1 apiece. Of course, that includes, like I said, we have DVDs and Blu-rays, of course, of sports DVDs, music DVDs, wrestling DVDs, and Blu-rays, uh, seasons of different, t different TV shows on DVD and Blu-ray. And, of course, movies of all different genres, everything from action adventure to comedy to drama to western to science fiction to children's and other animated movies and to horror. Uh, <clears throat> you name it, we have it there. Uh, you might find, you might find, might find like several, we might have duplicate copies of several, several uh, titles there. But, of course, that's just more. That's like I said, if we sell one, we may have another copy here that you might be able to get your hands on. So definitely check it out here today. Uh, don't forget, like I said, you can ask the Iceman, Jared Duvalmo, who has bought six DVDs from us here thus far. Also, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, who has bought 22 DVDs from us. And we just had another another gentleman here, uh, named Mr. Samuel McAllister, who just who has just now recently just purchased one one as well so like i said ladies and gentlemen the word is is catching on um but like i said more more dvds and blu-ray ties are being added on we just added on three new lists today we did get a list of all blu-rays plus also we have at least uh let me see yes we do have two lists of course of dvds of course some contains um, different seasons different tv shows others of course pretty much just containing uh pretty much all movies but like I said, nonetheless, here we like I said we strive to thrive here, folks. So like I said, check out those lists that we've got here as well. And of course, more will be added on here. Some come up here in the near future. We got plenty more to pop in on there. But like I said, be sure to said to check that out here today. Here at Bulldog DVD Sales and Variety, where of course, as we said, our motto is we take a bite out of the cost so you can enjoy your favorite selection. 
Of course, so remember, remember, ladies and gentlemen, one month to go before, of course, that big time special. Every single DVD and Blu-ray posted on the page from all the lists that you that you uh, that you come across on the page are worth one dollar a pop. Be sure to check it out here today, and don't forget our big time special. Of course, we had a video of it. Of course, you can check out the video of a, of the four disc set of movie starring the one and the only Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm talking about Predator, Commando, The Running Man, and Total Recall. All DVDs checked out by yours truly, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw. Of course, like it also comes in its own little case there as well. All four DVDs uh, comes in their respective cases, but also all four DVDs come, in, of course, in a bigger case. So that way you're better to keep up with all the discs there as well. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, four DVDs there, but you can have the set for $3. So, like I said, that's not a bad bargain here, folks. You own, own, own four pieces of movie history for the price of three. So definitely check that out here today. And like I said, you take a bite out of the call so you can enjoy your favorite selection. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that is Bulldog DVD sales and variety. And have any questions, just be sure to contact me. I'll be more than happy to answer any questions that you might have. Let's give you the number one more time here, folks. 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141364-POUND. Episode 183 of WWS Power Hour. Like we said, uh, for Saturday, November 30th, 2019, it is 6.26 p.m. Eastern Time. Of course, like I said, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here. Uh, <clears throat> of course, taking the reins here today. Probably the rest of the panel way too tough to handle, of course. Uh, uh, rest, of course, after... Uh, after what was a very long week here, of course, here in the WWS Radio Network. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Let me see what we have here, of course, see if we have any. Uh, I have one story I'd like to bring. It's not wrestling related here, folks. Just pop on my app for a local t- TV, st- local NBC affiliate down here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Course, w, <clears throat> WXII TV 12 just posted here just a few moments ago. Uh, as a North Carolina, as North Carolina law enforcement, a law, North Carolina law enforcement motorcycle club, tonight Christmas uh, donates. Um, a lot, let me repeat that. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, get a little tongue tied. A North Carolina law enforcement motorcycle club donates bicycles for Christmas. That's very, very sweet. And this is, of course, uh, Dateline, Silver Valley, North Carolina. And we're going to read you the story. To extend their love of bikes, North Carolina Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club donated bikes to a Silver Valley school for boys in need of a second chance at life. On Saturday, members of the Hall River, H-A-W, Hall River, North Carolina chapter of the Law Dogs Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club met in the parking lot of Walter Grove Baptist Church in Silver Valley in Davidson County. Mel- which is, like I said, uh, not too far from my neck in the place here, folks. Uh, <clears throat> members donned their red and black leather vests and were met by six boys in coordinating red and black shirts. Each boy is in need of a second chance at life. The law dogs say they believe in serving the community outside of time, spending their local, state, and federal uniforms. As part of its service initiative, the law dogs decided to donate bicycles to the Shining Light School for Boys, a Christian boarding school for troubled boys. Since its founding and, and partnership with Walter Grove Baptist Church, the school and its founders, Roy and Susie Eisenhart, have served 50 boys from across the country. 
which have had trouble in school or with law enforcement. Shining Light says parents send their sons to the soon, send, send their sons there soon for, for initial intervention and second chance before something worse takes place in their lives. Law dog recruiter Bill Vaughn and a federal law, is a federal law enforcement officer. His road name is Hacksaw. He said donating to the school can make a difference for boy, both the boys for both the club and the boys. This is what his words were. It gives us a, it gives us a, a chance to take that uniform off and operate as a motorcycle club, which is what we do, and do something positive. It makes us feel good. It makes us smile to see these boys smiling. Hey, I got a new bike. Who doesn't like a new bike? He asked with a big smile on his face. Upon receiving, receiving their bikes, the boys ran to pick out their own new ride. Zach Barnhart is from a small town in Georgia. Barnhart, who's 15, has been in the Shine Light School for two years and was excited for his new bike and the lessons it teaches him about humanity. He says, teaches, teaches me to care to, to care for each other, that people care for me, that other people cares for me. When I feel low, it just shows that a lot of people care for me when I'm low and it brings me up. Shining Light School for Boys is working to purchase land to build a school and home the house 25 boys at a time. Of course, there's a link on the on the story here, which I will be sending hopefully to the Iceman. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll actually be sending the story here with a link on it if you wish to donate to this great cause. Uh, that's on this. There's a link on this uh, on this story here, folks, which I think is a very it is very uh, which which is a, which is very very uh, awesome there indeed, folks. Uh, uh, and what, of course, right, and this is this is the season, this is the season of giving here, folks. And of course, this is I cannot think of a better thing to read. Of course, I know this is a wrestling show, but I cannot think of a better thing, a better thing to read here that uh, than than something like this. And of course, who knows by this may be one step in kind of helping them get get to, to the get to what they what they need to happen. So. Uh, so I think that's very, very nice there indeed, there, folks. Now let's see here, of course, as we go into the second half, of course, of our show, let's go ahead and see what wrestling stories, and we may get some pop culture stories in, of course, since I did not, since I did not, of course, appear on WWS Outside the Ropes, or Special Edition last night. Uh, I will be recording some stories here. I'll read some wrestling stories, courtesy of 411 Mania, and then also some, some pop culture stories as well, of course, to kind of fill in the time here. For, for the amount of time here, indeed. Uh, of course, we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network, for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, including, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, uh, Power Hour, WWS Outside the Ropes, of course, also WWS This Morning, and other shows here as well. Let's see what we have, of course, here. Uh our first first story here is uh, came out last yesterday from Jeremy Thomas. It says, of course, Ryback slams Triple H's comments about talent publicity requesting releases caused WWE the worst environment. Oh, Ryback had some Ryback had some tough uh, some 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 tough some tough uh, some tough words. So let's see. Uh, Let's see here. Ryback didn't hold much back when he was discussing Triple H's recent comments about talent publicly requesting their WWE releases on his podcast. 
on latest conversations with the big guy, Ryback addressed a game statement last week during a media call that all talent should be professional and come to them if they want out, not post about it on Twitter. In his comments, Ryback called WWE the least professional people on the planet and talked about Triple H, Triple H avoiding talent he doesn't want to talk to, among other complaints. Here are some highlights, and also there's a video clip on this page if you want to look at the video clip. On Triple H's statement, Ryback pretty much says this. He's full of stuff. I'm going to call that effing BS. They are the least professional MFers on, on the planet, and there's a reason why talent go and do that, because of how, how they treat human beings and their effing BS. <clears throat> Uh, policies and BS. I've seen Hunter uh, uh, avoid me. I needed to have a meeting with him, avoid me all effing day overseas when I had to put over Kalisto on the WWE title in England. Vince wasn't in the arena. I had to wait all GD day. He wouldn't effing take the, 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 take the, take the, the time he did not want to have that meeting. And what he does, they like to your effing face, and that's why talent go... <sighs> media and then they f with your pay with the whole bs pay scale there with the talent and if they book book you to lose literally your money goes down it's fake it makes no sense the whole pay scale of that bs organization and they treat you differently from when you are being pushed pushed to then you're helping them make over talent which is just asinine the entire environment is f and bs i call that i call bs to f and Paul all day long on that. He is full of, of stuff. On why stars go public to ask for their releases, Ryback says, there's a problem from within when you have to, when you have talent repeatedly going on to social media because that's the only way they can effing be heard. And they don't want to be there. They want you to fire them when they're going to social media. And that's the bottom line on the situation. On Jordan Miles being granted his release, Ryback says, in all fairness, though, that's the way when you go to social media, that's the way you have to do it. That's the thing the talent has to learn from this. From this, They will release you if you just keep it up and are loud enough. You can't just do one thing. You just got to keep going. You have to effing keep pushing the envelope. They will release you from your contract if you every, every day start effing putting that company on blast for the BS that they do. That's where the talent is effing up. When they're when where they're not committing to, to be getting out right away, you can get released in a week there right right away. It's not hard. So Jordan Miles and and maybe again for that guy, I wouldn't want to go up that tree. I wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't. I would have gone a different way. But that could have been just his way of getting out because he wanted out so bad. So at the end. So at the end of the day, too, on the difference between Triple H and Vince McMahon, right back says this. No, it's unfortunate, and I don't mean that, and this is just me. And, again, I've had many discussions with Hunter and Vince. Hunter is just a different type of BSer than Vince, but Vince has handed down some principles and philosophies, and it's, and it's, 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 there, it's, it's in their company. They are allowed to run however they want, but I have, I have said this from day one. They treat people as human beings and treat people with respect and, and got rid of all the GDBS. Talent would, would, be, talent would start being so loyal to them. But the reason why is they punch you in the face and they expect you to kiss their tail. People say, we don't have to put up with it anymore. There are other options. That work environment, that culture that they have created, that negative environment is the worst environment. I never I never want I never want to be in that environment full time ever again. 
It's absolute pure hell. And anybody that is there, all the boys and girls know it. But everyone's trying to make as much money as they can. Everyone puts up with it. Hunter is different from Vince McMahon in different ways. I have dealt with enough of his BS as just a different form of BS. So definitely, so so like I said, definitely. So definitely, definitely check out, check out that, of course, that video that that of course Ryback is talking about. Uh, another, of course, another story here, of course, and this I think this came out last night. Yes, from Jeremy Thomas, Bray Wyatt. Unveils the Fiends Universal, and folks, all I gotta say is, is it is, uh, it is of course the most ugliest looking thing I've ever seen. All this, primarily in the middle, is a is a picture of the Fiend. I mean, that's, uh, yes, <laughs> the Fiend now has has his own Universal title. Which was revealed on last night's SmackDown. The title appeared during the night's Firefly Funhouse segment in a quick flash, as you can, of course, see. WWE also showed off a better look at the title there. Uh, the Fiend, and of course, this was posted at 6:48 p.m. last night. The Fiend at WWE Bray Wyatt loves his new toy. Hashtag SmackDown. Of course, 9:02 p.m. they they posted this. Get closer work at. Hashtag Fiend at WWE Bray Wyatt's dark and twist on the hashtag Universal title, and there's that's a wicked belt there as well, folks. Uh, uh, so very, very, very unique there indeed. Uh, and of course, I assume that might be an inspiration for another trivia title. So you never know, one could be popping up soon. So we'll just have to wait and see. Jeremy Thomas brings us our next story here. Uh, Adam Cole on being, uh, of course, was talked on being set, being on set for CM Punk's WWE backstage return and possible new members of the Undisputed Era. Well, we have to, let's see what this is all about. Adam Cole spoke with Sports Illustrated for a new interview discussing CM Punk's WWE backstage return and more. You can check out some highlights right here. On being on set for CM Punk's surprise WWE backstage appearance, Adam Cole said, everyone who has followed me knows that CM Punk has been a major influence of mine, especially on the independent scene. He was a guy I looked up to and studied, and somehow I really, really enjoyed watching. It was so cool to be there and see him on backstage, and I had no idea what was going to happen. On his matches at NXT TakeOver and Survivor Series, Adam Cole says, this is what I've always wanted to do. I worked my whole career to get to this point. On a potential invitation to, to punt to join the Undisputed Era, the Undisputed Era, the four that we are, couldn't get any better. We're the flag bearers of the NXT brand, and we are perfect the way we are. I wouldn't add a male. I, would, I wouldn't add a female, and we won't add CM Punk. So apparently the answer, obviously, to that would be no. But, of course, at least Adam Cole did give CM Punk a lot of praise, you know, especially being there with the, the night that CM Punk Mister uh, pretty much appeared. Uh, surprisingly appeared, of course, several weeks ago on backstage. Uh, Jeremy Thomas brings this next story came out last night on Friday on adapting the WWE title. Rumors of NXT of, of an NXT Mexico brand and Rush possibly coming to WWE. Okay, let's see what let's see what this is. I don't know. I think they're talking about Leo Rush. I mean, he's in NXT right now, but let's see what this is all about here. Uh, 
Andrade spoke with Super Luchas for an interview discussing his adapting to WWE, the rumors of an NXT Mexico brand, excuse me there, folks, and more. Here are some highlights, some highlights right here, courtesy of, of course, of the site. On adapting to WWE style, Andrade said, it wasn't difficult, at least not so much. Sometimes it's hard when you come from Mexico because it's a different style. But I had the advantage of my tours to Japan, and with that experience, I was able to understand what WWE wants from me. But the Performance Center has a lot of coaches, and some of them like one thing and others like another. Sometimes you run into Triple H or you run into William Regal, and it's difficult to follow their direction because sometimes they contradict each other. With the time I understood the style, now they like what I do, and they have booked me with great rivals. I feel that I've had great matches with like Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins. Now I have the style I want. On Rush, possibly coming to WWE for a reunion. Andrade says, I would love to. Rush and I have a great friendship. We have a lot of chemistry above the ring and outside the ring even more. I keep talking to him. We give advice. He asked me about his contracts and what I think. Should I sign with them? When I started with NXT, there was a time when I wanted to quit and return to Mexico. He said, no, stay there, man. I was wanting to be in your place. Focus, man. I would love if he signs with WWE and your team because we have great chemistry. I would help him to adapt quickly. Right now, he has a contract with ROH, and he already understands the United States style very well. The name of Los Ingobernables is registered by other companies, but you see how the OC, the original club, is handling WWE. It'd be great if we could do something similar if La Mascara came. If Rush came, we could form a stable with other Mexicans like Humberto, like Garza, like Hijo de Fantasma. On rumors of an NXT Mexico brand, Andrade says, I've also heard the rumors it would be good for Latinos and Mexicans to have a performance center in Mexico and make the transition easier when they arrived in the United States. What, what I don't know is if the Mexican fans would accept it. Every time we go to Mexico, we have a great atmosphere in the arena. A lot of people go to our shows on teaching the flair of Mexican-style wrestling. You know, Andrade and Charlotte Flair have been going out a whole lot recently. So let's see what this is about. Of course, Andrade says, if we live in Orlando, we train at the Performance Center. She helps me a lot, gives me advice on how to handle the cameras, the promos. She knows a lot about that. I have taught her what I've learned in Mexico and Japan, moves, holds, how to get hit, how to hit, how to show more person personality, main things she likes. She gives me advice. I give her advice. We always have. We all are always helping each other. And that benefits us a lot in the relationship we currently have. So, big time there indeed. Uh, let's see here. Another one here. I think JD did mention something about this last night. Ashish brings us this, brought this story out. This was some WWE, some WWE news right here. Apparently, Bray Wyatt, now the top merchandise seller. And also, when Brock Lesnar is, is, is expected to return. And also, Madison Square Garden ticket sales. Let's see what we have listed right here. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, the Wrestling Observer newsletter reports the following here. Bray Wyatt is now the top merchandise center in the seller in the company. Brock Lesnar is expected to return to WWE TV January to build to his Royal Rumble program. Ticket sales for WWE's December 26th show Madison Square Garden are likely not going well since WWE will be doing ticket discounts this week. So we'll have to wait and see what all 
We'll have to we'll have to go ahead and see what all happens with that here, folks. Uh, one thing we I did want to mention here. Uh, uh, I did read, of course, a little uh, this a little bit about this. Of course, as you know, about one of the matches that took place at AEW's Full Gear, the one between Kenny Omega and John Moxley. Uh, this story came out last night, also by Shish, I, and came out. I read I read a, a version of this on on another site, uh, Wrestling Inc., which of course is posted on Revolution Radio Facebook page. If you want to check it out, uh, I like to read, of course. 411 Mania's version of this, as I said, she put out the story last night. Let's see what this says right here. A former WCW announcer contacted Maryland Athletic Commission over Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. Um, the, the match ahead of AW Full Gear, and now the match is under investigation. Let's see. Let's read what they have to say right here. Uh, of course, this is an update, of course, to that story here. In an update to a story that Chris Cruz, who's the former WCW announcer, contacted the Maryland State Athletic Commission over the John Moxley versus Kenny Omega match at AEW Gear. Cruz stated his intent to do so to do the so the night of the show. Cruz posted to Facebook stating that he would be asking the commission why didn't the court and why didn't why why it didn't enforce its own rules. Of course, as you can see in this post, Cruz stated in a comment to a post. Sorry about that, folks. And me, about an hour ago, about an hour um, of this writing, that interestingly, the commission was investigating before I contacted them. And of course, he says, I'll be asking the Maryland Athletic Commission why I didn't enforce its own rules at AEW for gear. Here are some of those rules. Uh, <clears throat> of course, there's like another F right here prohibited activities, which of course is pertinent. And this is pretty much. This is pretty much a list of what he said right here. Uh, the following actions are prohibited. Uh, a, striking an opponent with a fist or using the knuckles. B, scratching or gouging the opponent. C, butting the opponent. D, slamming the opponent to a ring post. E, striking an opponent with a foreign object. F, kicking an opponent unless a, unless a, unless a wrestling, recognized wrestling move. <clears throat> G, stranglehold. H, pulling hair. I inhibited breathing by covering the nose and mouth at the same time. J jumping from ring ropes onto an opponent. K deliberately leaving the ring enclosure during a contest. L unsportsmanlike or physically dangerous conduct. And M deliberately lacerating oneself on one's opponent or by any other means introducing human or animal blood into the ring. And of course, number two, a wrestler continuing to engage in prohibited activities after sufficient warning may be disqualified by the referee. And of course, he, and of course, he posted this on his uh, on his Twitter handle. Um, let's see here. Actually, I think it was on his face on his Facebook. Um, I believe this was about that. This was about a week ago that he actually uh, uh, back on November the twenty third. Actually, he actually. Uh, did this here and so um so apparently ladies and gentlemen like i said i mean i won't go into the original the original story is the rest of the newsletter reports that former wcw announcer chris cruz contacted the maryland state athletic commission regarding the kenny omega versus john moxley whites out match from here on november the 9th and asked about the rules relating to blading matches continuing after performers bleeding etc he was reportedly told by the commission that wrestlers are prohibited from lacerating themselves 
or their opponents or introducing blood into the match. They also said that they were at the match and said that Dr. Wilson signed to the show and they were formally investigating the match and cannot, could not comment any further. So, so folks, apparently, like I said, this is starting to start becoming a real big deal here. Uh, we're going to, we're going to have to, we're going to, like I said, have to definitely, uh, be looking at all this very, very carefully. Now, folks, let's go ahead and right fast and get you here in some pop culture stories. Of course, like we always do, of course, on WWS Outside the Ropes. Since I did not, since I did not do that at all last uh, last night, of course, because I did not, I did not, of course, uh, come on, of course, our episode to last night. Uh, uh, there's a couple of stories I would like to. That I would like to that I would like to focus on and focus on here, of course, before we before we uh, close up shop here for the night. Uh, Jeremy Thomas brought this story out on the issue and said that the Black Christmas director, uh, basically saying how her fiercely feminist remake differs from the original. So let's see what this is. Uh, let's let, let's see what we have right here. Black Christmas director Sophia Takao spoke with uh, Entertainment Weekly for a new interview discussing the remake, how it differs from the 1974 original, and more. Here are some highlights. On the film's story, my version of Black Christmas is about a group of women who are sorority sisters at a college who start to disappear one by one. The remaining sisters have to figure out why these women are disappearing and who's responsible for it. And eventually, eventually, once they figure out who the bad guy is, they have to fight for survival. On Imogene Poot's character, Imogene plays a woman named Riley, who is a sexual assault survivor who has retreated into her self-traumatic experience. And then throughout the film, sort of gets her power and strength back and learns to fight again and reclaim herself. Her best friend, played by Elise Shannon, the woman named Chris, who is a very, is a very, very vocal, fierce feminist, who would I say at times verges on pushy and impatient. How about that? When the other women aren't as willing to fight back as she is. She and Riley are really the dynamic duo of the film. The two of them, despite despite their differences, learn from learn from each other. I can talk about some some boys, but there are men in the movie. Caleb Eberhardt is an actor who plays Landon, who is a kind of a hapless cutie pie, for lack of a better word, who has a crush on Riley, wants to be a good man, and is struggling in sorting out what it means in 2019. On differences from the original film, uh, the director of Black Christmas says, you know, this movie, even though it's very, very loosely based on Black Christmas, I'd say the plot is extremely different. It's more inspired by the feeling that Black Christmas has made me feel what made me feel watching it. This idea of uh, misogyny all, always being out there and never really and never totally er eradicable. So that was the jumping off point for how I came up with this plot. I compared it to how Lucia Guadagnino remade Suspiria, that to a straight ahead remake. The original Black Christmas feels so contemporary and modern for the time. Since then, I feel like there have been so many movies about sorority sisters, but women have been portrayed as dumb, bimboy idiots. What I love about this was a group of women who, even though there was some competent strife, you know, Margot Kidder was a real spitfire. They were all very much three-dimensional, strong female characters. I wanted to make something that reflected our time right now, draw more than what the original evoked for me rather than great plot points. For me, it's about what, what, what does it feel like to be a woman in 2019. Never put down the original name whatsoever. On the film's female writer and direct, on the 
film's female writer and director are felt in the film. <clears throat> the director says, I would say so. I would definitely say yes. I feel like another part of why I kind of shifted the direction that this version took was because in 2019, I didn't, I didn't just want to make a movie about a bunch of women getting slaughtered. This gave me a pit in my stomach. It's not to say that a man might want to see that. I just think I felt very, I felt very much responsibility not to perpetuate this idea of disposable female characters because of how it makes me feel when I watch this. I call this movie a fiercely feminist film, but I don't mind being asked about that at all. On what's on what's next for? She says, I hope we work with Bloomhouse some more. I'm also interested in maybe shifting away a bit from straightforward horror and find other genres to work in. And also maybe making movies about some men and exploring that. I think that think some of the greatest movies about men are direct are directed by women. This is some of some of the movies about movies about women are directed by men. I actually think this movement of bringing female directors into the photos and just about women telling women stories, but telling stories about people who are different from them too, just as men have done for hundreds of years. But, uh, but, but like I said, this person, in all respect to this director, and I'm sure she's a fine director. Uh, just don't, just don't put down any originals, ma'am. Because if it wasn't for the originals, you'd be able to make that movie in the first place. So just definitely keep that in mind. <clears throat> if you don't like it, ma'am. Well, that's your that's your prerogative. And one more quick story here. And one more and one more quick story here. Uh, I did read a little something about this here earlier um, earlier today, but I gotta read that I gotta read this a little bit. It came out here on Thursday as well. As I'm sure everyone remembers the beloved character E.T., the extraterrestrial from the movie, of course, back in the early 80s. Apparently, Jeffrey Harris brings us this story that came out to go as the as E.T., as alien E.T. and his friend Elliot, of course, <clears throat> the man who played Elliot as a, as a child in the movie, reunite in a new holiday short from Xfinity, believe it or not. Let's read the story right here uh, as, as it was brought out two days ago. It's the, it's the E.T., the extraterrestrial sequel you always wanted, well, sort of. Just in time for the holidays, Comcast, NBC Universal, Infinity Sky released a new holiday short featuring the beloved alien reunited with his human friend, <clears throat> Elliot. Henry Thomas reprises the role of Elliot from the classic 1982 film, playing Elliot now as an adult with a family of his own. Of course, you can check out the holiday short on this page. The short was made in connection with Universal Pictures and also promotes Infinity and Sky technology. NBC Universal also announced that the classic original film will be broadcast, of course, on sci it was it was broadcast on Sci-Fi, of course, and on Thanksgiving Day, and it will be available on demand for Infinity TV customers. Viewers from X1 will be able to say ET phone home into their voice remotes for an ET themed destination as well. Additionally, fans who visit an Infinity retail location. We'll, we'll also receive, I probably did, a, a special E.T. E coloring book and candy. In the new short, E.T. is back on Earth to visit an adult alien who now has a family of his own. While technology has changed, their connection and friendship remains strong with a reminder about reconnecting during the holiday season. Henry Thomas stated on this new short, he says the following, the audience is going to get everything they want out of the sequel without the messy bits that could destroy the beauty of the original and the special place that it has in people's minds and hearts. It's a really a win-win, he added. Looking at the storyboards, I could see exactly why Steven Spielberg was really behind, sorry about that, was, re was really behind it. 
because the integrity of the story isn't lost in this retelling. Comcast Cable Senior Vice President for Marketing Communications, Peter Intermaggio, added, Our goal is to show how expanding Sky Technology connects family, friends, and loved ones, which is important, so important during the holidays. The classic friendship between E.T. and Elliot resonates from around the world, and their story became a very meaningful way to bring our company's consumer technology to life. The cast also features Julianne Hoyak as Elliot's wife. His son is played by Sebastian Bourgeau, as daughter is played by Alvia Drews. The E.T. in the short was created by Legacy Effects. Lance Accord directed the project. Folks, I, just for fun here, we got a few moments. Let's let's play. Let's 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 play that. Uh, let's play this uh, little short here. I wouldn't mind having seen it personally. But let's go ahead and see it. About four minutes here. We'll go a little bit past seven o'clock hours.
ladies and gentlemen, I cannot, I cannot say uh, once again here, as we get ready to shut down 183 of WWS Power Hour, I cannot think of a more pleasant thing to, to end, in our program with that. Uh, truthfully, like I said, if you're a fan just like me, of the 1982 classic ET, the extraterrestrial. I mean, as Henry Thomas did state, state, state in that story, you cannot, I mean, I don't think any big time sequel would really do that justice at all. Because that right there was truthfully, like I said, a masterpiece in, in, in that respect. And, you know, like I said, you can, you can never outdo that. Even though it was just a commercial, but still, it was just absolutely, by all means, wonderful. And, uh, of course, like I said, it's glad to see, like I said, you know, seeing, you know, that story being told into a new generation. And I don't think you can really beat that at all whatsoever. On that note here, folks, I do thank you very much for listening to episode number 183 of WWS Power Hour. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here, of course. <clears throat> and, of course, like I said, be sure to visit, like I said, Perpetual Uniquity on eBay. And also Bulldog DVD sales and variety, of course, on Facebook uh, to check out some real good deals. And of course, speaking of, of the Christmas holidays, and you might find some stuff on either on either on on, on either page there that might be able that might uh, you might be able to find there as as possibly as a good Christmas gift to give to folks. Uh, and also, be sure to check out all of our shows here in the radio network here this week. Don't forget, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., do not forget before you head out for your Sunday service, as I'll have our next edition of WWS this morning, which I'll be, of course, posting the – I will be, of course, uh, of course, uh, bringing you, of course, tomorrow's wrestling history and birthdays and also getting you up to date with some wrestling stories, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. <clears throat> and anything else that does come up during the time, of course, we'll be posting on all of our pages, of course. Be sure to check out everything that we have on all of our groups in the WWS stable groups on Facebook. Also, of course, don't forget to check out all of our likes at all our past episodes of the radio network, of course, on talkshoe.com. Uh, of course, Revolution, of course, now over 11,100 plus downloads, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are we are striving and moving and, and striving and thriving and moving forward as we as, as, as much as we ever as much as we ever uh, hope we would be. So, check out everything, of course, here indeed. Involving WWUS, of course, <clears throat> of course, like on TalkShoe.com and also on Facebook. For the entire panel, way too tough to handle. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here. WWS Power Hour episode 183 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, are four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection. Take care of yourselves and each other out there, folks. Continue to enjoy your weekend. <clears throat> and we'll talk at you, of course, tomorrow morning on WWS this morning. But for now, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw right here, signing off here saying, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the WCWS Radio Network. <clears throat> folks, take care and God bless you all. Have a terrific evening.